Welcome to Insights into the Faith with Bishop Mark Seitz of the Diocese of El Paso. Join us as we discuss Bishop Seitz's thoughts and teachings into our faith and the life of our church in El Paso. And now, welcome, Bishop Mark. Muy bienvenidos. Gracias por acompañarnos hoy esta mañana. Insights into the Faith with Bishop Mark Seitz. I'm your host, Fernie Ceniceros, and with me from a land in a distant place, Bishop Mark Seitz. Bishop, good morning. Y buenos días todos. Good to be with you. Good to be with you, Bishop Mark. Well, before we get started in asking questions, I, I would really like to start with a prayer. Could we start with a prayer? Con gusto. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we bless you and thank you because you are the Lord of creation, the Lord of our life. You have given us reasons uh, not only for hope, but for joy, especially in this holy time of year. We thank you for sending Jesus, the eternal sign of your love for humanity, so uh, unearned by us, but so gracious on your part, uh, on our behalf. Sea con nosotros, Señor. Continúa mostrando su poder, su amor entre nosotros y particularmente a los que más necesiten su presencia. Guíanos por uh, este tiempo uh, hasta uh, su reino uh, y ayúdanos in nuestro camino. Uh, be with us, Lord, in this holy time and prepare us by this Christmas season to move forward into all of our life with that same hope that the birth of Jesus and his revelation to the world has brought us through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Bishop Mark, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Ah, thank you, Bernie. I'm sorry I missed you last week. I just, uh, uh, after that week after Christmas, I had the chance to go up and visit my family and uh, just got swept up in all of the activities up there. Mm -hmm. uh, mostly joyful, a few ch challenging ones, and I missed you. Yes, absolutely. But you got to eat all the Wisconsin cheese your heart, to your heart's <laughs> content, right? Did I ever? And I brought some back as well. For yeah, I'm not giving any to you though. No. Uh, what a lot of li our listeners don't know is I don't like cheese. See, si. go figure. <laughs> I'll eat it on pizza. That's about it. But yeah, it, yeah you it, make it. it yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, Bishop Mark, uh, today is the feast of Saint John Neumann, uh, Bishop uh, of the Church. Uh, Bishop Mark, tell us a little bit about St. John. Él es uno de mis favoritas, en verdad. Bueno, tengo muchas, muchos favoritos, pero él en una manera particular porque era un sacerdote de los Estados Unidos, uh, o eventual, eventualmente un obispo en los Estados Unidos en los primeros días de nuestro país. Uh, he was born in Bohemia, in uh, present-day Czechoslovakia, and he had a real missionary heart, and he wanted to serve in mission lands. So in that day, that 
one of the main mission lands was the United was what was to become the United States. So had recently become. He was born in um, what eighteen eighty three, I think. Eight, I'm sorry, eighteen eleven. Eighteen eleven, and um, he came over here and was ordained by the Bishop of New York to the diocesan priesthood. Began serving all over the Eastern United States and even down around Kentucky, I believe, uh, Virginia, uh, around there, but also in Pennsylvania. And eventually he was named the Bishop of, um, of Philadelphia. Um, well, I should mention he, was, he had also, when he came to the United States, he had joined the Redemptorists, mm. the Order of the Holy Redeemer, uh, but um, became a diocesan priest and then a, a bishop uh, in Philadelphia and set to work creating Catholic schools and new parishes. And he was just a man full of zeal. Uh, I've had the chance to visit his tomb. He's, uh, his body is in a church in, in Philadelphia. He was a little man, like under five feet tall. Oh, wow. And, and um, very humble. Um, when he got word, word somehow through the grapevine that, uh, that for some reason the Vatican might not be happy with his work. And I don't know exactly how that came to him. But he wrote a very humble letter saying, you know, if, if um, uh, I know I'm not worthy for this and I'm ready to resign and work on preparing to meet my Lord anytime. Uh, if you wish, you, uh, please, please send me to a new diocese you might be breaking off. I'm, I'm really not well suited for the high society of Philadelphia. Um, and, uh, you know, basically whatever your, is your will, Holy Father. And uh, it, Rome really wasn't disappointed with him, but uh, we, we have that letter just showing his own humility. He was um, canonized by Pope St. Paul VI uh, in well first beatified in 63 and then uh, canonized the saint in 77 so wonderful model certainly for for all christians and particularly in this country but especially for priests and bishops you know i've seen a picture of him uh where he's just sitting kind of you know very regal you know those those pictures oh had, yeah but he had i think he had his his hand and his in his chin kind of like this and just had this but one of the most gentle faces i think mm. i've ever ever seen um yeah. so i, I, I think that way yeah and so uh so feast of saint john newman may he pray for us uh here uh, in the diocese so mm. uh, bishop mark moving on uh está está orando por nosotros y por su y por su vocación no ahora sí. en, en la conferencia bueno si sí, nuestra región de Texas Oklahoma y Arkansas están reunidos los obispos de estas 
diócesis en retiro. Este, cada año en ese tiempo, como el primer, se, la primera semana del nuevo año, el nuevo año uh, tenemos un retiro juntos, usualmente en San Antonio. Y uh, estamos aquí, comenzamos ayer. Uh, so, uh, we have a retreat director, the Bishop of Gallup, New Mexico, uh, Bishop James Wall, and uh, we're doing having conferences, time to pray the liturgy of the hours, morning prayer, uh, evening prayer, night prayer, uh, holy hour, and, and uh, of course, time to eat and visit with one another also. Uh, it's a, a wonderful and inspiring group to me. Um, I'm so glad we can be together, even though these times uh, always raise questions about whether we can gather. So a lot of us are wearing our masks and we're all taking precautions, but um, thank God we can gather together and pray. Excellent, Bishop Mark. Well, we as a community here in the Diocese of El Paso do pray for you and your ministry and those bishops that are with you uh, in prayer you. this week. Um, you know, you, you, you mentioned something that kind of brings us up to our next topic. Um, before we, we, we uh, got to the Christmas holiday, uh, you wrote a letter in which you uh, asked that that letter be read to all uh, parishioners during mass, I believe the weekend of the 16th and the, um, no, the 17th and the 18th of December, in which you lay out specific um, uh, tar ideas and targets on how to best combat this virus. And uh, uh, Tuesday we did receive, or I'm sorry, Monday we received confirmation here in El Paso that there were 12 cases of the Omicron virus strain in El Paso. Bishop Mark, what do you hope, what did you want to communicate to the people of the diocese when it comes to coronavirus? And what did you want to convey and continue to convey uh, within the diocese? Well, at that time in the middle of December, we had seen a gradual increase in the number of cases here in El Paso. And I was particularly hearing how strained our hospital system was again. And that's one of the main indicators I always watch. You know, whatever the graphs are doing or the like, that's kind of secondary mm -hmm. to what's going on in the hospitals. Uh, we know that uh, people who are unvaccinated still have a much greater likelihood to become seriously ill. And, and that's what we're seeing an extremely uh, a high percentage of those who are hospitalized are unvaccinated people, even though we're uh, over 70% vaccinated in El Paso, that 30% or less than 30% are the ones sending most of the people to the hospital. Right. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, I've had calls in the last uh, couple of weeks, uh, along with uh, many of our priests, to give last sacraments to a number of these. While I was up in Wisconsin, actually, my sister's mother-in-law died of COVID. Uh, and now I have a, um, my brother's wife and 
daughter and my um, niece and her family, she has six children, are sick with COVID. And uh, so it's very close to home uh, for me, just in terms of our diocese and in terms of my family. I, I think probably many of our listeners are having similar experiences. And uh, we know this, this virus, as much as we want it to go away, is not. Uh, so I'm really weighing carefully and seeking advice. Uh, no, estamos seguro que pasos debemos hacer, pero uh, necesitamos buscar para consejos uh, de otros. Es claro que necesitamos vivir con el virus. No vamos a ver el término de la, del virus entre nosotros en, en una, un tiempo muy pronto. Entonces, um, ¿cómo podemos vivir con el virus? Uh, por eso he pedido que a, por ahora todos los que van a la iglesia para la misa o cualquier cosa en, cuando están con otros uh, en, en un edificio necesito usar sus Cobrebocas, huh? You, if you're going to go to church uh, for whatever reason, for mass, for class, for anything you're doing indoors, you need to wear your mask once again. Uh, we've seen that even though those who are vaccinated don't get as sick in general, they can re get the virus, they can spread the virus. I also ask those who are immune compromised or have some other serious health issue that that could um, be aggravated by the virus to stay home once again. So sorry to have to ask that, but um, uh, you you need to, you have responsibility to take care of your life. And um, it, at this point with such a high level you need to stay home a lot more, and not only for church, by the way. You know, uh, I don't get it when people say, "Oh, I can't go to church," but but they go, you know, shopping in the store every week, and and they go to different events uh, that are as risky or even more so than church. So that doesn't make any sense. Uh, but but those who are at risk particularly should be staying home, and those those who aren't at, at great risk, you also need to take care so that you don't become a link that continues to spread this virus. Uh, you know, if you have symptoms, get tested, but in the meantime, you know, keep your, keep safe distance, don't go to places, crowded places that aren't, aren't required for you, things like that. Let's take those steps. And as I said earlier, I'll continue to seek advice on whether we need even stronger measures in the church to, um, uh, to really make sure we're doing our part to avoid anything that would bring risk into our community. I, I, you know, I am comforted with the fact that this El Paso community uh, is very good about the masks, as an example, I uh, walked into a Walmart, uh, I believe yesterday, just to pick up a little odds and ends and, and 
I was really struck by the fact that I didn't see a one person without a mask. Thank uh, God. Yeah, we're much better here than other places I've seen. Right. Uh, gracias a Dios que estamos más consciente de, de la, del peligro para no solamente para nosotros mismos, sino para los otros. Y amamos los otros en nuestra comuni comunidad, Nos, nuestra familia. Bueno, son nuestra familia, ¿no? Uh, toda la comunidad y, y eh, me gusta mucho ser un parte de una comunidad así. Excelente, Bishop Mark. So, that being said, um, for those that are vaccinated, boosters, yes? Yes, absolutely. So, the studies have shown that uh, the effectiveness of the vaccine wears off of after about six months. That's not unusual. Uh, the, the flu virus is similar, uh, the flu virus, the flu vaccine uh, and, and others. We try to get it in time for the flu season and we just hope it holds us through. But uh, since this is an ongoing concern, we're going to need boosters, uh, especially for Omicron, which uh, appears to be maybe not causing as many serious cases, but it is spreading much more uh, easily. Something like, I think they're saying between three and five times more easily than previous versions of the virus. So you need a higher uh, load of uh, antibodies in order to, to protect yourself from that quick spreading uh, new variant. So um, the arguments that we've heard, and you and I have heard a lot of them about not getting vaccinated, because, you know, for whatever reason, I'm afraid I'm going to get sick or some long term situation, we, we are really starting to know now a year after you and I have gotten vaccinated that it's, it's, it's a safe thing, right? Absolutely. And, uh, you know, there were rumors people weren't going to be able, women weren't going to have, they love babies. Yeah. They're having babies. Yeah. Babies are fine. Right. Um, you know, um, there, there's a lot of stuff out there, but there are very few vaccines that have been, you know, given this previous testing and then real world testing to the degree that this vaccine has and has proven to be safe. Excellent, Bishop Mark. Well, I, I want to move you on to another thing that, that uh, concerns us here in the El Paso region, and that's our, our migrant uh, brothers and sisters. And esta semana, uh, anunciamos que abrimos el albergue uh, de la diócesis y también ayudamos a gentes con uh, 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 blankets. I don't know how to say blankets in Spanish. Cobijas. Uh, cobijas, thank you. Cobijas para los migrantes. Um, ¿Nos puede hablar sobre eso? ¿Qué es lo que estamos preparando a hacer? ¿Y qué es lo que hemos hacido para, para ayudar al, a, lo, a los prójimos? Sí, estamos muy agradecidos a los que trabajan en esto, en este ministerio todo el año, uh, con, trabajando con la uh, Casa de la Anunciación la casa de la anunciación, pero uh, ahora ellos dicen que necesitan ayuda y entonces hemos uh, abierto un 
un albergue uh, aquí en el Centro Pastoral de la Diócesis. Comenzamos solamente un día de la semana, pero en el futuro espero que podamos ofrecer más días en, en este servicio. Y entonces, sí, uh, necesitamos más que todo voluntarios, los que pueden asistirnos uh, trabajando con, con ellos. Es, es muy importante que, que han recibido la vacuna, uh, están en buen salud, puede hablar uh, el español, es un gran ayuda, uh, pero... Uh, llámanos en la Dios si, si, si puede ofrecer su, su ayuda. También uh, necesitamos, como dijo, uh, cobijas pa para, para ayudar en este, estos tiempos uh, fríos. Uh, so, so please, if you can help us by volunteering, uh, that would be our greatest need. You don't have to work you know, 48 hours a week or anything. If you could just give us a day or a part of a day, that would be tremendously helpful. And uh, then the other thing we're looking for are, are blankets to help keep our guests warm. So Bishop Mark, if somebody wants to volunteer or deliver blanket, what have you, we're asking them to call our offices, correct? That's correct. And uh, probably the best person, best office to call would be Marco Raposo and our Office of Peace and Justice. So you can call the number 872-8400 and ask for the Office of Peace and Justice under Marco Raposo. Uh, that's 872-8400-872-8400. Y podría hablar y preguntar por el señor Marco Raposo con la Oficina de Paz y Justicia y él le puede ayudar uh, eh, sobre cómo podría ayudar usted si quiere donar uh, cobijas o quiere, si, si quiere donar de su tiempo, eh, con él puede hablar y él se coordina uh, oh, sí. sobre todo eso. Oh, debemos mencionar, puede asistirnos con una donación de, de dinero también. Eso es una gran ayuda y una necesidad uh, para pagar para su comida y otras cosas. Tenemos nuestro fondo especial para eso. Se llama el, el Border Refugee Assistance Fund. Mm -hmm. Border Refugee Assistance Fund. Fund el fondo para la ayuda, ayuda de los refugiados. Uh, and uh, you can also find a place to donate on our website. Isn't that right? Correct. Yes, ab that's absolutely right. On the uh, second uh, second tier in our website, you will find the Bishop's Refugee Assistance Fund, el, el, asist, uh, el, obispado, el asistente obispado para los refugiados inmigrantes. Uh, you'll find a picture there. It says that, and you can click there and very easily donate. Uh, you say the second tier. What do you mean by that? And there is there's two tiers there. There's like two windows that you see right as you get in. It's after the second tier, there's like a rolling uh, a window that shows you like every day you can find it there. And also, if you go on the right top right hand corner, there's a button that says donate now. And that takes you to a landing page also that uh, it can take you to uh, donate where, where, wherever you need. If you're donating, say, to your parish 
or, or you are donating to this uh, Bishop Refugee Assistance Fund. You can find it there as well. Thanks. So, Bishop Mark, um, I finally, I, you know, this is, this is uh, we're still in Christmas. It's, it's a wonderful time of year in which we as Catholics get to celebrate for almost a month uh, of Christmas. But we're coming up on the end of Christmas. And I, I was, as I was thinking about what I was going to ask you uh, and talk to you about, uh, this this particular weekend is is the feast of the baptism of the Lord, and the question I always had is why did we baptize Jesus if Jesus was free of original sin? But Bishop Mark, without giving up too much about what we're going to hear this weekend, tell us a little bit about the baptism of the Lord, the feast of the baptism of the Lord. Yeah, well, first of all, it might, it might shock us even that the baptism of the Lord somehow is part of the Christmas feast, right? He was thirty right. years old when he was yeah. baptized and it was a long time after his birth, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it actually fits in perfectly to the Feast of Christmas because at Christmas, what we're celebrating is not only the incarnation of Christ, the fact that God became a human being in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary and was born into the world, but that he was revealed to the world, which was the, the first step, you might say, in our salvation. We had to know he was there and know his work uh, before we could respond with the love that is due him, respond to that love. We had to know how he's loved us, right? And uh, entonces, es muy importante uh, ver que El bautismo del Señor es parte de este, estos eventos de la revelación de, del Hijo de Dios presente en, en, el, en la carne en, en medio de nuestro mundo. Uh, so, uh, incluya eh, la fiesta del, del nacimiento de Cristo. De, de, de la epifanía, la revelación a los reyes magos que representan lo, los demás en el mundo, no solamente los judíos, los de, de la familia de Israel, sino también a, él ha venido para todos. Uh, Y entonces también el bautismo del Señor y incluyamos, aunque no hay una fiesta separada, uh, eh, su primer signo eh, en el comienzo de su ministerio, cuando convierta el agua en vino, en la boda de Cana, es otra revelación. So, uh, this feast includes all those things. Then to get to your question. Why did Jesus have to be baptized? He didn't have to be baptized to become a child of God, obviously. Right. Like, yeah. like we do. <laughs> right. No. He was baptized so that we could be baptized. Uh, and, and for him, it was the, the public announcement, if you will, of the beginning of his public ministry. Uh, and... And there's so much there in the baptism. He enters into the water, goes under the water. It's like 
God saying, I've come into your creation and I'm fully immersed mm -hmm. in, in this creation. Soy parte de, de este mundo y yo quiero recrear el mundo. Uh, eso es, uh, por eso ha venido. Uh, and, and what the fathers of the church have said about that is that Christ didn't come to be made holy by the water as we are in baptism. He mm -hmm. came to make the water holy. Holy. Mm -hmm. By entering into it, mm -hmm. he changed not just the water of the Jordan in that particular spot, you know, but he made water capable of bearing this grace of God, you know, that, that gives us this new birth in, in our own baptism. But it was from that moment when Christ was baptized that he began his public ministry in the world. So in a certain sense, his childhood ends, you know, his quiet time in that family of Nazareth is concluded. He's not the carpenter anymore. Right. Um, now he's, his face is set on his work, which involves, he knows his passion, death, and ultimately his, his resurrection. You know, I was thinking the other day, I had seen, well, as you know, James Webb, the, uh, the telescope that goes into the sky, yeah. that went into the sky a couple of weeks ago, right after Christmas, actually, I believe it was Christmas morning or Christmas Eve. Yeah, morning. it was Christmas. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and James, the James Webb telescope, just to kind of bring around why I'm bringing this up, uh, is going to look backwards in time, but it's also going to look for planets that might be what they call habitable and that are in the Goldilocks zone. But one of the things that they always say, uh, that scientists say that the key to life is water. And I just always felt like, mm. well, of course it is. Isn't, isn't it something that Jesus came to be immersed in the water, to be immersed in the yeah. uh, what yeah. creates life, water. Buen punto. Sí, y uh, uh, sabemos esto mejor que muchos, los, nosotros que vivimos en un, un desierto. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Dependemos mucho en, en nuestro agua. Excellent, Bishop Mark. Well, as always, you can catch uh, the Sunday Masses, uh, La Santa Misa, a las 10 de la mañana en el TV Azteca, Canal 7.4, and the CW Channel 7.2 at 11 a.m. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, we're very proud that we can offer these Masses and very grateful to our sponsors, of course, and everyone, including yourself, who helps us to bring that mass to people every day. Um, so, so please um, join us if you can. You can even do two masses probably. Right. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. Go to mass in your parish and then also tune in, uh, you know, go to an early mass or a later mass or a Saturday evening mass. And, and you can join us for one of those Sunday morning masses on TV as well. Maybe you'll hear something you didn't get right. at the other one maybe you'll have a chance to pray even more deeply uh about what you heard yes excellent bishop mark well as always uh we've come to the end of our time together pero señor obispo su bendición por favor 
Ok, gracias a todos por estar con nosotros y espero que en la semana que viene puedo estar uh, directamente a tiempo con, uh, con ustedes uh, 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 en viva, ¿no? Decimos. Yes. Uh, pero uh, por, por ahora mis oraciones están con todos ustedes en una manera muy particular uh, en este retiro que estoy uh, experimentando ahorita. Excelente. Uh, es, el Señor esté con ustedes. Y con su espíritu. Que la bendición de Dios Padre, Hijo, Espíritu Santo, descienda sobre ustedes y permanezca para siempre. Amén. Señor Obispo, thank you so much for joining us today. We are praying for you and your brother bishops of Texas and Oklahoma and Arkansas. Right, Arkansas? Correct. Yes, yes. Texas, Oklahoma, and Arkansas as you uh, go through the week in prayer. Uh, thank you, Bishop Mark, and we'll see you next week. Hasta la próxima. Insights into the Faith is a production of the Office of Communications of the Catholic Diocese of El Paso. Our executive producer is the Most Reverend Bishop Mark J. Seitz, Bishop of the Catholic Diocese of El Paso. This podcast was produced and directed by Fernie Senicitos, Director of Communications for the Diocese of El Paso. Special thanks to Christopher Velasquez, Senior Communications Specialist. Please feel free to hit the subscribe button and leave us a comment. You can ask Bishop Seitz a question for this show by emailing communications at elpasodiocese.org. That's communications at elpasodiocese.org. You can also follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram with the handle at El Paso Diocese. May God bless you all, and we'll see you again next week. Music